Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 466, recorded live on Saturday, June 18th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who's finally back this week, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who's still here, Andy Lowe. Hi. I'm, I'm actually still part of this podcast, right? Yes. This is still like a joint venture. I'm trying to think of, when was the, it was before Memorial Day. I have not recorded in three weeks, <laughs> which may be the longest break I've taken in 10 years. Now I did, I took a break for what, two weeks for the honeymoon, right? Yep. But I think one of those was a recap and the other was a guest episode. Hey, which is what happened this time, which yep. was a recap and a guest episode. Which reminds me, I should check on Doug's Kickstarter. Championship Formula Racing. Oh, four days to go, and he's $5,000 short. Well, actually, 4400 Oh, that's too bad. That's uh, unfortunate. Hopefully he will uh, get that in the final stretch. Mm-hmm. Seems like an interesting game. I feel like this would be actually a good game to have as an app, but I wonder if somebody's already done it yet since we talked about how it was based off of a previous game. I would not know, I don't but know. it is possible. I'd have to take a look through my app stores but you're back i'm back how was the wedding it was incredible oh my god it was so fun did you have rain snow sleet heat so the wedding was on sunday yes saturday was 95 degrees monday was 95 degrees the friday before was in the high 80s with a thunderstorm sunday was 68 degrees with a slight overcast (laughs) oh boom boom talk about winning the wedding date lottery wow that's all oh, that's that that's right there. Yeah, 90s 90s 80s 90 boom 60s 90s yeah uh it was right next to the coast of lake michigan so you know it's a little cooler a little windier which is good and it was just it was gorgeous weather it was a beautiful day for it everyone had so much fun of the about 80 people who were there almost everyone dressed up in costume very nice very nice uh, the ceremony was short and sweet and very heartfelt. Neither of them are really religious at all. So the readings weren't readings from the Bible or readings from Psalms or they were, hey, guys, we printed our old emails from when we first started dating and we highlighted a few <laughs> sections that we'd like you to make to, to read to the audience. Oh, that's funny. Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> You know, oh, my God. you know what's funny is, though, the fact that I know exactly where there is a book that Kate has with some, not some of our early emails, but some of our early IM chats. Yep. I don't doubt that. Oh, wow. That's funny. Oh, yeah. It was that's that's really good. that's cute. That's it's so super, cute. It was yeah. so cute. Um, They both wrote their own vows and they rolled for initiative <laughs> for who got to say their vows first. <sighs> Please tell me nobody rolled a one. Nope. No, not okay. once. It was like a seven and a nine. Okay. I feel like the uh, the pastor should have rolled <laughs> rolled higher. All right, I'm going first. The uh, pastor wasn't actually a pastor. Well, of course. The pastor was a friend who had gotten a license to do it. Um, he came dressed as a cardinal. Like with like the red and the whole... Yeah. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it didn't stop him. I feel like that would be like him showing up as the Pope. I feel like, yes, you, you could. Uh, if, if they had had a Pope costume, he probably would have. Oh, jeez. That would have been really funny. 
or slightly disturbing. Here, go look at that link. Hold on, where'd you send it? Oh, you sent it there. Right. Oh my gosh, that is, uh, that's quite, a, wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's a cardinal. A cardinal with an elf and a fairy behind him. Yeah. Just pointing that out. I love the reception hall. There's, this place probably is just perfect. It was, yeah. the, the setting oh, it, was just. It was absolutely perfect for it. Uh, the whole place looked like a medieval castle. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, now that we're back to modern times. What? Sh- should be hit topics. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what, what, are, what are these topics you speak of? <laughs> Dave. I'm sorry, it's been a while since I've done this. I'm, I'm not, not too comfortable with this. I, it's, I, I might need to get eased back into it nice and slow. Well, how about we talk about something that you guys were seriously blowing up the group chat with. I... Was not participating in that blowing up of the group chat. I was teaching and put the group chat on mute. Yeah, so did I. Oh, you're right. That is, uh, no, there was, yeah, turning off, oh, there you are, turning off notifications. Right. The one thing I said is, guys, I'm bowing out of this because I've got, like, a job to do. Yeah, I had to do that as well because that's. I would have loved to have been able to pay attention to it, but no. So wait, you didn't pay attention to E3 either? I was busy. So was I. I got to work at 7.45 in the morning. So Monday I had off because I was coming back from the wedding and had to do house stuff and and, um, refinancing stuff. Tuesday, 7.45 to 8 and not 15 minutes. I mean like the a.m. to p.m. Wednesday, 7.45 to 8.30. Thursday, 7.45 to 9.30. And then yesterday I got to leave at like 5.30 or 6. Ouch. Yeah. So no, I did not pay attention to E3 last week. <laughs> wow, I thought it was bad when I had to get up and be to work at 6.30 in order to ride the bus. Yep. The sad part is that's still less time than I used to have to put in at the high school. That's a bit sad. That is, especially, you know, with the salary you were earning as a teacher, that's... Yeah. 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 As a teacher, I think I was earning like $10 an hour based on the amount of time I was putting in. Possibly less. But E3. It happened. Woo. Okay. And? Uh. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) so there's actually a fairly interesting website uh, that I I found because I'm like, I want a recap of E3. And so I typed in E3 recap and it found E3recap.com, which is just a list of of all of the games announced at E3. And when you click on the game, it shows you the release date, the platforms, and it shows you the videos that were released for it. Oh my goodness. So like you could spend a couple hours on this page. I'm like, I didn't know this was announced. What the hell is this? This looks really cool. Holy guacamole. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there is. Oh my goodness. That's holy. And I like how they're slightly color coded too. Yeah, I haven't figured out the color coding yet. Well, the green ones are all Microsoft. That's no surprise. I think the blue ones are Ubisoft. Yep. The pink ones are pink ones are Windows. Yeah, it looks like these are all Windows games. Blue is probably Sony. Nope, blue is a lot of things because some of them are Sony, some of them are not. Uh, the the blue ones, there's blues there. That's all just PS4. Uh, but there's some of them that are more than PS4. Well, I know. Yes, they're. Oh, hey, Cuphead. I remember when they announced that. They announced that last year. Oh man, Civilization Six, Andy. I know. I know. It's gonna be so weird. Are we buying it? Probably. Okay. Granted, I, we we both got what Beyond Earth, and how many times have we played that? Um, I can check. <laughs> Steam. Go Steam. Steam Library. Not Beyond Good and Evil. 
So Beyond one question I have for you, player, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, while you're looking that up, what are your thoughts of Microsoft announcing hardware that's more than a year away? I'm not surprised. I put in 61 hours to Beyond Earth, so less than a dollar an hour for me. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, so they announced hardware more than a year away. I think. I'm not sure. I think someone got scared because Sony had kind of leaked that they were working on a new console yeah. or a new, not even a new console, a new version of the PS4. And so I think this was Microsoft getting scared at that. Because don't get me wrong. It's, you know, it's nice that, you know, they're working on something. Yeah, but especially, a, you know, with virtual reality, 4K built in. But it's a year and a half away. Yeah. Right. Like it's that's that's a far time away. Granted, the the Xbox one prices right now are ridiculous. It's what, two seventy nine now for an Xbox one. Nice. But why would you buy an Xbox one now when in a year and a half you're going to buy the new one? Uh, Let me hold on. There's literally a website somebody posted like four reasons to buy a new Xbox one S and three reasons not to. And let me find the three reasons not to. You already have an Xbox one. Of course, you're trying to save on the cost of buying an Xbox one. See, but I have a 4K TV. Yes. So I'd want a 4K console. How does the upsampling look on that? Uh, it looks fine. Okay. It also does the the interpolation to do more things at 120 or maybe at 60. I don't know, but more than 24 frames per second. And that also looks really nice. It takes a little bit to get used to, but I like it. You know what I'm kind of bummed with, though? They, huh. didn't, they didn't talk about any of the HoloLens stuff. They also didn't talk about, and this is not Microsoft because they wouldn't talk about it, uh, Sony's new console. True. Yeah, HoloLens was, was distinctly absent. Sony's new hardware is absent. But there is the Xbox Windows 10 connection. What was it called? Like Play Anywhere or something like that? Yeah, the idea if you buy the game once and you can play it in either spot. That seems kind of fun. Yeah, that's something that they promised a long time ago, though. Yeah, no, that was the... What? So, they, like, I'm... Mm. Didn't they do that with one game in... Because I remember there was a PAX game about that, where it was the, the PC guys versus the console guys, and the PC guys just destroyed the console guys playing the same game. It was a first-person shooter. I yeah. think it was Shadowrun. But yeah, like, you, you can't do FPS, PC versus console. No, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm kind of curious to see about Sea of Thieves, though, when that finally comes out. Sea of Thieves? Yeah, it's one of the first-party games from Microsoft. Pir- it's a it, you act it's like pirates. A, yeah, it's pirates developed by Rare. Mm-hmm. Pirates developed by Rare. I know. Okay, Xbox and Windows. Good. Okay. Yeah. So you buy Adventure it once. Game. This is what I'm thinking is the fact that you know you can buy the games and then granted buying a PC game without Steam integration it just it feels wrong to me. Yeah. Doesn't it? It just it feels. But then I don't have to worry about you know Shh, watching pirates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll watch Pirates later. Yeah, Steam integration <laughs> is, is kind of a necessity at this point. Um, or the good old games one, right? But they this, have their own thing. This is Microsoft going, okay, Steam, here, have at it. <laughs> so this will have Steam integration? No, but I'm saying oh, this is this is Microsoft's fire. This is, this is their, their trying to fire against Steam? Yeah, so, this is shot across the enough, bow. I actually just saw an article on this saying that even though they hadn't talked about it, that doesn't mean they aren't going to do Steam integration. Really? Because Steam's always leaning towards their own Steam box and their own Steam virtual reality stuff. Yeah, but if you buy the game, Andy, who cares? <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. That was not me. I know, but I... But I will thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I've got my day ahead of me now because I got to go through 
all watch. of these different games yeah. and see which ones I'm going to want. I might pick up Watch Dogs 2. I really liked Watch Dogs. I still haven't played that yet. I need to pick that up. Uh, I have it on my Steam console, so you can play it. I don't know if we're actually still connected anymore. We we can reconnect, Andy. I know. You've been gone for so long. <laughs> I literally have not heard your voice. In three weeks. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I gave you a little bit of a break. Now it's time to come back. That might be backwards, which is to say you gave me... Never mind. Anyway. So are you going to go to a Best Buy and get a hands-on experience with the PlayStation VR? No. Oh, because that's, that's, that's a thing that's coming up. Is that a thing that's coming up? Yeah. Okay. You, you can you can go to the PlayStation VR website and they'd be like, hey, well, you know, put in your zip code and you can find the nearest place to get hands-on experience with the PlayStation VR. PlayStation I put in my, VR. I put in my zip code. There's nobody, <laughs> there's nobody within an hour's drive of me. Hands-on. Where do I go to do this? Uh, let me try and find... I'm on the PlayStation blog. Hold on, Click here to visit our website. ExperiencePlaystation.com. Zip code... Oh, you're already there. All right. Zero retailers within 20 miles. Yeah, I put mine up to 100 just to see. Uh, I have to go out to Milwaukee for this. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go up to Grand Rapids or Ann Arbor. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's your zip? You know what my zip code is. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Looking it up. Not looking up your zip code, but I'm looking up Kalamazoo. 49006. I don't have your zip code memorized. Come on. Oh, so close. I just got to do the, the 100 miles one because, like, if you wanted to drive 150 miles away, we could meet at the same Best Buy. <laughs> no, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a drive just to play around with a VR headset. I think yeah. I'll wait. I think I'll wait. Because I'm not going to buy a, a current-gen console now. Like, why would I do that? Both companies are working on a current and a half-gen. Do you think it's wrong they're doing a half-gen? Why? I, I don't know. Part of me makes it... Hmm. How half-gen is half-gen? That's Oh, that's an excellent question. Right? Is this actually just the next-gen console with full backwards compatibility? Or is the architecture literally exactly the same, just with, like, a better graphics card? Okay, so what's different? Somebody in Giz Gizmodo asked this. Yep. Uh, come with six teraflops of computing power and an eight-core CPU with 320 gigabytes of memory bandwidth. So it looks like it's looks like they're, it's going to be backwards compatibility, but it looks like it's going to be all new hardware inside. Or my guess is maybe upgraded hardware maybe they took the the same motherboard manufacturing and just replaced the the chips and the buses wouldn't be that hard to do you could right. <laughs> microsoft you know with a big enough thing there could go okay well we used to have an ic chip this size that did this hey look at that technology has advanced in the umpteen years since the xbox one came out umpteen years andy how long ago did the xbox one come out I don't know. I kept on confusing that with the actual original Xbox. Xbox right. One. You want you want to try that again? Hey, hey, hey! It's been two years. November twenty second, twenty thirteen. Right. So two and a half years does not qualify as umpteen. So there's there's the hardware, there's the architecture, there's the programming. Mm -hmm. Or is it really just the half gen that they're working on? 
is what these should have been released with, and they just released them two years early. No, no, I feel like they they wanted to get something out that, at right. that point. They Gr- wanted granted, to get something out. Granted, we all remember the E3 Xbox One like release announcement where it had everything in the kitchen sink, and then they everybody, started pulling it out. <laughs> they started pulling this out and that out, and they put oh, a disk drive back in. Oh, it's always on, and this and this. But look at all this cool stuff it lets us do, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, I don't want to always on. Don't want always on internet. Like, all right, well. All this cool stuff goes away. And then they put the disk drive back after Sony showed them how to give used games to friends. So, part of me, I, I kind of think that, that they, they released it too early. Yes, they wanted to get something out, but did they have to? Probably not, especially since, you know, they could have waited the two years and released it 10 years after the Xbox 360. Yep. That would have been a perfect anniversary for it. That would have been a perfect this, that, and the other thing. They would have just been like, look, 10 years, great console lifespan. But it would have been then the Xbox 360 versus the PlayStation 4. And no, th- because Sony would have done the same thing. No, Sony's, the PS4 seems like it is a next generation piece of console that came out at the right time. So does the Xbox One. They are equivalent, Andy. They were built to be the same level. So you're saying if Microsoft did not announce the Xbox One, PlayStation would have just kept the PS4 under wraps? No, PlayStation would have kept working on their PS4 in the same way that Microsoft would have kept working on their Xbox One. And then we wouldn't have these crappy half-generation consoles coming out. Because Sony's doing the exact same thing Microsoft is right now. They just didn't announce it at E3. We've been hearing rumors about the PlayStation 4.5 for months. Yeah, yes, we have. So are you saying the PS4 came out two years too early then? Yeah, I think both of the the next-gen consoles came out two years too early. I don't think the Wii U did. I think the Wii U was fine because it's not really the same level as those consoles. And Nintendo is off doing whatever Nintendo wants to do. I don't know. All this stuff with the consoles makes me more and more less likely to want to get a console. Granted, there's so many things with my Xbox 360 I haven't even played yet. That you have but haven't played? Yes. Yeah. And I keep coming back to this list of games and, like, I want to play that. I want to play that. I want to play that. Do you want to play uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew? I don't know. I didn't actually watch the little demo of it. How is it? Um, what was that one game that was basically like Star Trek Bridge Crew? Uh, Artemis? Yes. It's pretty much that. Okay. But Except is that, it's all virtual reality. But, but is that a bad thing or a good thing? <sighs> I don't know. If you have you and three buddies who all have, you know, virtual reality headsets, then it could be fun. Yeah. We come back into this, like, how much does that actually cost? <laughs> That's what was the good thing about keep talking and nobody explodes. Nobody, nobody explodes. You buy the game once and six people can play it. Yeah. And you only need one headset. That's if you're doing the VR version. Yes, true. Right, you don't even need that. You can just use the the Steam or the DRM free, just play it on a laptop. So that's E3 then. Yeah, there was a couple of neat things in the PC realm, like the fact that Alienware came out with a backpack PC. A backpack PC. Yes, which was showing off the new Radeon RX 480, which what? was also just, you know. What does that look like? It looks like a backpack. Do you have, I, if I Hold search on. I, Alienware I'll, backpack PC, will I find this? I'll send you the slide. That is a backpack. That is a backpack, which is, you know, powerful enough to run Oculus Rift technology. And keep cool? I guess so. That is very slim. Yep. I just wouldn't want to fall backwards. No. No, 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 no. 
No, that'd be bad. So you can actually just walk around with that backpack and a VR headset. Yep, and basically be untethered. Well then, I just thought of a new business model. Which is? Buy 20 of those backpacks. Yeah. Buy a very large warehouse and buy a bunch of HTC Vives. And just rent time in the warehouse with the backpacks. So like a virtual re- virtual reality laser tag sort of thing? Yep. Which could be interesting because the map will always change. The map could be whatever we wanted. Yeah. Now, the thing is, with the map being whatever we wanted, like, obstacles would have to be put in there, right? You'd have to program them into the laser tag game, but you'd also have to have a physical object there. True. Otherwise, you, you could clip and just walk through it. Yeah, no clip means a whole new thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real life clipping, cheater! But no, okay, so this would be even better, is the fact, so you bought your house, it was empty, right? Yeah. You put that backpack on, you put your goggles on, granted the HoloLens would actually be better for this, and you can actually go and like walk around your house and virtually put furniture, furniture down. So you can be like, okay, you know, how does the how does the couch look in this room? Yeah. Do we want it to face this way? Do we want it to face this way? Yeah, how I think, big of I a think couch? Hollow do lens we... would be better for. Yeah, that. Hollow lens would just that would be just be perfect. Now, if they could fit a a PC in a backpack that would run Hollow lens, where's the power source for this thing? It's probably lithium battery powered. So it's a laptop in a backpack. That's what I'm thinking. Is the laptop in the backpack? But it's one of like the Alienware laptops that is more powerful than my computer. Okay. So should we get away from the announcements of E3 and just talk about E3 as a whole? Uh, we can, I suppose. It's just so much stuff that happened there. I know. Okay. Including E3 Live. What was E3 Live? E3 Live was the ESA, the company that puts on E3. Yeah. Uh, their, it was their idea to give away 20,000 tickets to let the public come to uh, an E3 satellite event. Okay. And fans were promised the chance to test drive exciting new games, interact with some of their favorite developers, and be among the first in the world to enjoy groundbreaking game experiences. So going to E3. Yes, but okay. it's its own little separate event. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, some people arrived there to check it out, some reporters. The area was about the size of two tennis courts, filled, filled with a couple of tents, barely any games, and a bunch of merchandise being marketed to attendees. So it was a bait-and-switch. Yes. That's, that's what literally everybody who came to it said, this, this, was, this was dumb, this was bad. It's a bait-and-switch. Yep. <clears throat> that's really sad. Which is funny because most of the developers who were at E3 were all saying like, look, we need to kind of get the, yes, E3 is nice because it's the industry's like, it's the industry Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's the event everybody knows is going to happen every year. It's, you know, it gets video games on the main stage, but they still want to have players first, which is why EA did its own event. Uh, Let's see, Ubisoft also, you know, had a... I, I think for some of the game companies, I could believe players first. Other companies, it is quite clearly money first. Think about Activision. Think about their games. Think about their practices. Think about what they do. Do you really believe that they're putting the players ahead of their own profits? <laughs> no. No, they're not. Right. Don't give me this players first bullshit. So it, it tanked. Yeah, E3 Live was, it was just bad. E3 Live was, was a flop. Yeah. E3, players first, question mark? Uh, not really. Well, that's what the developers say that's what they want to have more player interaction now. Okay, so is the pendulum swinging the other way? Is that what's going on? I don't know, because when I think of players first, 
<laughs> I have three letters that come to mind. What's that? P A X. <laughs> Which sold out in like 20 minutes. Yes. Did you see that they didn't even have four day passes? Really? You had to buy the individual passes this time. Oh my goodness. Well, I wonder what's going to happen because uh, PAX, I, I know it's called what, PAX West now or something? PAX Prime? Yeah, PAX Prime changed their name to PAX West. Oh, lame. Yep, PAX West. Yep. Um, I guess they didn't want to make it sound like it's the main one anymore. Which, as soon as PAX East happened, PAX East, just on sheer size, could out, you know, could swallow PAX West inside and still leave room for another PAX. Yeah, but it, it was still PAX West was, was the main PAX. It was. Even though PAX East was bigger, PAX Prime was still Prime. Yes. Badge availability totally sold out. Had an opportunity. Someone offered me four-day passes. The requirements for media registration have been expanded. Aw, oh, man. Okay. Why are we looking, Andy? I'm just curious. Uh, additional requirements. Podcast links provided in step one must introduce the reporter so the broadcaster applying for the media pass within the first 30 seconds. Well, we got that. Okay. Okay. Uh, subject line packs west. Letter on company letterhead from editor, a photo of your business card, photo of driver's license. I have a business card and a driver's license. Letter on company letterhead from editor. I mean, we can make our own letter. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't see why that is a requirement. That is like the stupidest requirement in the world. Well, it's kind of a, you know. A hoop. Yeah. It is literally a hoop to, well, not literally. It is a hoop to jump through. If you or someone you assigned to cover PAX West 16 does not produce content in a timely manner after being granted a media pass, the journalist assigned and or your outlet slash channel may no longer be eligible for media passes for future PAX events. If you don't actually do something with what we give you, yes, you won't be allowed to come back. Which I feel like if I went to PAX again, what I would do is I, I thought it'd be hilarious to just go through the expo hall and give everybody 60 seconds on the podcast. <laughs> you have six. 60 seconds. Go. So, you know, people could literally just listen to the episode. It'd probably be freaking long. We wouldn't be able to do it. Like, there's too many people there. I know. But if, you know, you, you flash the media badge, you might be able to get something. I don't know. Right. <clears throat> Which I don't think I don't think I did anything with the PAX 10 this year. Nope. I kept oh. bugging you about it. Man. I kept saying, Andy, we, we need to get work on PAX 10. Can you send out those emails? Yeah. Because it used to be you did the initial contact, and then I scheduled, and then yeah. we recorded. Yep. Well, we could still con- try contacting the people of the last year's one. Yeah, and this year's. We could do a, a post-PAX 10. Hmm. I'll work on that. Okay. So, that was also at the time when I was bugging you to apply to a job out here. Ah, uh, yes. If I recall. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, now now you are. I know that. You'll notice I haven't been asking you to apply to the job out here. Yes, I see that. I, I kind of accepted that that's not going to happen in the near future. Mm. So speaking of Penny Arcade, yeah, Koo has left. Robert Koo has left. The, the brains behind the business of Penny Arcade is gone. Poof. Like he was never there. It's not true. Uh, he, he will always have been there. And yes. they are a monster media organization now because of that. Yes. No, there's, it's one of those things where you could you can clearly point to Robert Koo as literally the, the watershed moment of Penny Arcade. Like this is the moment that they, they turned around and became yes. big as they were about to like sign away their business for nothing. I still love it, though, where he literally came to them and he's like, look, I will just work for you f- for free for two months. If you can't pay for me by that time. I failed. Yeah. 
that's that's some cojones, man. Yeah, but he knew what they had, and he knew that he could market it. Yeah. God, there's so many podcasts and TV streaming and Penny trenches, Arcade Expo and Arcspo and merchandising and oh my gosh. Yup, that would be them. So Robert Koo is leaving. Mm-hmm. He said, um, after 15 years, it was time to go and try something new. Things have been humming along smoothly for a while now, so with everything in place and smooth seas ahead, it was the right time. Good for him. Yeah. I wish him the best on whatever he moves on to. Same here. So, should we talk about the FCC? few things happened with them this last week. Uh, not the least of which was the appeals court ruling. Yes. FCC, uh, the telecom, the FCC said internet is utility, so it can be... Um, Controlled under Title II. And the telecom said no. So they sued the FCC, and so it went to the D.C. Appeals Court. Which ruled in favor of? The FCC. Yep. Which is kind of funny because the FCC was expecting to, you know, have, you know, maybe a, a half win is what they were thinking of calling it because they were expecting, you know, some rules to come down saying, you know, this works, but this doesn't, and this doesn't, but this does. So they were thinking they were going to get like a half win out of this, but the it was a two-to-one decision in favor of the FCC of basically just, yeah, everything's good. Gesundheit. Again, not me. I know, but... Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, there, I, I would, did stumble across one thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to link it because I don't actually want to send them traffic. Okay. Don't break the dot net. Oh, jeez. Don't break the .net. Dear Chairman Wheeler, blah, blah, blah. Tech Freedom may contact me about future campaigns. And it looks like it's this really nice site that someone put together to explain. This is all propaganda. Who is this techfreedom.org? A nonprofit think tank in Washington, D.C. Do you take money from telcos? This is a fair question, and the answer is yes. <laughs> Techfreedom.org. Yeah, it's a nonprofit, nonpartisan technology think tank launched in 2011, focusing on issues of internet freemen and technological progress. Well, they've got a Creative Commons attribution of share alike. Wow. And they have the entire thing on GitHub. Huh. Although it looks like the site is two years old. It's kind of funny. I'm reading some of these things. They're like, oh, yeah, this sounds nice. This sounds nice. And then I see the net neutrality thing there, and it's just like... That adopted the heavy-handed regulations to govern the internet, also known as Title II. Wait, wait a minute. And, like, they keep pointing out that Title II is based in 1930. They go, like, oh, it's so archaic, it's so archaic. Yes, but so are utilities. Yes. Stop being dicks and misleading assholes. You can't just have a little Title II anymore. They can have, be, you can be slightly pregnant. Well, actually, no, you can have just a little Title II because they have officially stated... Certain Title II regulations do not apply apply to broadband. Right. So stop. Just stop. <sighs> they keep making the argument like, oh, this is going to stifle it. It's going to stifle it. It's going to stifle No, it's, it's not. The, the regulation is not going to be <laughs> on the little guy in this one. Nope. Like, oh, you know, regulation always puts a burden on small business. No, because the small businesses won't know what they need to. They, they wouldn't be able to do the things that this regulation would prevent. Yeah, no. If you, <laughs> yeah, no, this is Title Two is clearly focused at the Verizons and Comcast and AT&T's, the Time big Warner. boys. Yeah. So what's next? Next nope. is the Supreme Court. Yeah, AT&T says that, that they... Is, that is clearly what's next. Well, there's, there's, AT&T says they're going to appeal this appeal, and so yeah. it's going to go up to the Supreme Court, which 
may or may not actually take the case, especially since they have the the 4-4 court right now. Yep. Well, but that's only on existing cases, right? By the time this would actually get to the Supreme Court... They might actually have a a ninth member? Yeah, because that's not going to be until the summer of next year, Mm. right? That's when the court hears the cases. It's like in the summer, and then they announce their rulings in In the the fall. Yes. So Congress is also uh, trying to pass their own um, yeah. and regulation. That's, that's the real key is that all of this is completely moot uh, because Congress can at any point, if they get their shit together, pass regulations saying that the FCC can or cannot do this. And whoever comes in as the next FCC chairman could immediately just wipe the slate clean mm-hmm. and undo everything that the FCC has done so far. So, yeah, it all depends on whatever the next or whoever the next president is going to be. Yeah, because that's who gets to nominate to the Supreme Court. That's who gets to set the kind of political agenda for the party. That's who gets to bring in the next FCC chairman. Mm -hmm. Got to admit, I was wrong about Tom Wheeler. I know that was (laughs) that was a very pleasant surprise to be wrong on that one. Mm hmm. So, Dave, the incentive auction uh, started. Okay, this is the backwards auction? Yes. That Aaron tried to explain to me, and I still have trouble actually understanding. Yeah. Okay. It's still going on. Is that typical? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody actually expected it, because they were saying, okay, you know, when we're going to start off, we're just going to do two rounds a day, and they're going to be X number of hours. And then... They're like, okay, well, uh, bidding's now going to do three rounds a day. Um, And now you're going to, uh, there's new minimum percentages that, you know, where you can put in for proxy instructions. But yeah, no, it is still going on. Round 31. Oh my God. (laughs) Round 31 of the bidding is is set to go start uh, Monday at 10 a.m. And they currently have up to round 45 planned. Jeez. Someone's not taking vacation at a lot of places. (laughs) Well, I'm just curious. The the problem is the fact that literally nobody can talk about it because the auction's going on. So nobody can say, you know, who is the holdup for the rounds. Mm. It's the FCC has said, we're going to clear 126 megahertz of spectrum and we're not going to stop the auction until we get 126 megahertz of spectrum. So it is taken. So someone is not selling. Yeah. Someone or buying or I don't really, it's a reverse auction. So yes. the terms get kind of messy. They're the, the selling their license to either get off the air, move, or what's the third option? There's three options. You either move, get off the air, or I think it's, you go to a lower frequency. Ugh, I can't even remember anymore, but yeah, that's still going on. Okay. Uh, the Falcon nine streak has ended. The Falcon nine streak. Yes. What was the streak? Um, successful launches. Yeah. Having landed three Falcon nine boosters in a row over the last three months successfully on the drone ships. Cool. The last one did not land successfully. So their streak of rockets recovered, uh, has ended. Okay. Well, it's not bad, you know, three in a row from geo geosync well two of them were from geosynchronous orbit which is the the hardest thing to get a rocket back from uh what else you want to talk about um some little topics that aren't things that we we really need to dig into too far uh ios 10 was announced so they've talked about some of the new features on there 
They are almost all things that exist in Android already, like better lock screens where you can swipe from the lock screen and open up the camera. Uh, the ways. You're familiar with Waze, right? Mm-hmm. Do you prefer Waze or do you prefer uh, Glimpse or do you prefer Google Maps navigation? Uh, most of the time I use Google Maps because that's built into the Google Calendar. So is Waze. I know. Uh, I normally just do Waze if I'm in a hurry. Why do you use Waze if you're in a hurry? Because it will alert you to police. Ah, so you speed. I'm just curious to see where the police are at. Right, right, right. Because then you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always accurate, right? Like, oh yeah, no, no, there, I know that. There for are a sometimes fact. police that are not listed on ways because it's 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 a crowdsourced information. Yep. Well, they added a new feature, or are adding a new feature for difficult intersections. Difficult intersections. These are intersections where, like, you have to turn left, but it's a very busy street in both directions. Oh, nice. And there's no left turn lane. It's just you're trying to turn left. So they are adding a feature where they've spent much time and effort to identify these, and now they will have an option to avoid them. Oh, well, that's good. It'll just say, like, hey, you can try doing this instead. Well, that should be nice because there's times where, um, yeah, where I, I, I know Waze tells me to turn like left here and I'm like, nope, that's <laughs> not doing that. Nope. I, I know that's not going to be faster. Yeah. Largest portion of traffic collisions that kill or injure people walking or biking are left turns. Yep. No, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Wisconsin, I, I do not like Wisconsin's left turn system. Why is that? Uh, because there's no protected, well, there aren't, no, there are very few protected left turns. Well, that's too bad. I might have to try this out just to see what they say for difficult intersections. Try it out, but granted, there's not really many difficult intersections on my route since most of my ways driving is all on highway. So it's just getting on and off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Anything else? What's this cable industry fixing TV oh, boxes? Yeah. So back to the FCC. Okay. We have this this whole FCC thing with net neutrality, but. That's just one of the FCC's projects right now. The other one being the unlock the box. Oh, Remember the, we talked about yeah. this? Yeah, so we that, don't have like, to have the set-top boxes? Yeah, that cable companies can't require set-top boxes and they need to open them up so that other people could make them for third parties, things like that. Well, the cable company finally responded and said, no, we don't like that idea, but here's what we'll do. Here's our compromise that they would create. They would commit to creating as a whole, as an industry apps and that those apps could be run from a phone or from a computer or from a web page that they would be creating apps that would act as the box. So they aren't unlocking the box. They're just saying you don't need to have a box. Instead, you can just use this app. Well, that'd be nice because I do believe we're paying, I think, $7 a month for our set-top box. It's $100 a year. Mm-hmm. It's $100 a year. It's That's two games every year. Or, or, if a we night have this, or if we have this box for longer than a year, we're paying more for a box that we could have, you know, bought. Yep. So the apps would be free, but it would mean that the TV stations, the telcos, the, the providers, cable providers, that's what I'm looking for would still have control over uh, what you're watching, when you're watching it, how you're watching it, that idea. Not that you have to choose their channel, but their channel order is the same. It gives them all the advantages of having the box without having to have you rent the box. Which is good, because the box is basically just computer running specific software. So yeah. we just, okay, we just... Bring out that software. Yeah. Now, this is, this is interesting to see. They would rather lose the income from the box, then allow the possibility of competition. 
I want to point that out. They are saying that they are willing to get rid of the box completely rather than open it up for other people. Because if they open it up for other people, it's possible they could still make money on it. They wouldn't make as much money. That's ridiculous. They would rather just get rid of it entirely. Now, um, a group called Encompass, which includes Google, Level 3, Netflix, TiVo, and a bunch of other members, issued a statement saying that this cable-backed plan is an attempt to delay negotiations. Probably. I don't doubt that at all. Because the longer, uh, you know, every month that they keep these things running, Mm -hmm. that's another series of millions of dollars. I love the where the uh, FCC rules stated that... um, with two years to roll the apps out. So they could still have a box for two years before they even do anything. Yep. And even then, it's going to be like, well, you could go and download these apps, or you could just keep using the box. Granted, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually watched live television. Get rid of the box. It is unnecessary. Says someone who has already gotten rid of his. Yep. I have an antenna that I don't rent, but I have an antenna. I, too, could have an antenna and plug that into the box. That's no problem. Yeah. Well, but that's the point. Like, just take away the box and get the antenna. I know, but they're... Better. There are some shows that we like that we can only watch on cable. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. Do you know what show just came out? I'm so excited for this. It's on Netflix. No. Voltron. The DreamWorks Netflix remake of Voltron. Huh. Done in the art style of Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, that could be interesting. This is what I am watching. The minute we are done with this podcast, I will get up from the computer, go downstairs, and start watching this show. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll probably go shopping. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> oh, thank you for your uh, allowing of me to go shopping. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, are we good? What else we got? Um, major oh, left? T-Mobile Tuesday. I yeah. reviewed it last week while you were not here. So, uh, T-Mobile Tuesday is uh, an app that T-Mobile gave out to all, well, an app that they're putting out for all of T-Mobile subscribers where you got free stuff every week. And you also were uh, able to, which I have to uh, sign up for the account to do this first also, is get a uh, single share of T-Mobile stock as well. So you get basically free stuff just for being a T-Mobile customer. Um, which one of the great things of the the T-Mobile app was that you got a free medium two-topping pizza at Domino's every week for every line. So for two weeks in a row, Kate and I, on Tuesdays... Get free Domino's. ...had free medium Domino's pizza. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have to share. I got to have my crazy pizzas of, you know... Um, let's see, first day I had bacon and... Yeah, I think it was just a Hawaiian bacon and pineapple. And the second day I did Italian sausage and banana peppers. Mmm, that actually sounds very tasty. And then you could also get uh, a free movie download from uh, Voodoo. Okay. Uh, Free Frosty. From Wendy's? From Wendy's. Let me see what the other Everyday Tuesday stuff was. Come on. Um, but yeah, the first day the app crashed under the load, and, the, and then the second week, um, yeah, I could have gotten a free ticket to see Warcraft. I saw it. You saw Warcraft? I saw Warcraft. And? Go see Warcraft. But I didn't want to spend money. Go see Warcraft on like a matinee. But I didn't want to spend money. Well, have you lost the opportunity to see it for free? Yes. I'll go see Warcraft. Mm. But um, according to uh, Domino's, uh, the app basically crashed Domino's. 
the Domino's website or? Well, according to uh, this is an internal memo that the head of T-Mobile actually uh, tweeted yeah. from Domino's saying yeah. after reviewing yesterday's results and taking your feedback into account, the decision has been made to not continue the T-Mobile Tuesday's promotion unless we can find a solution that is best for the brand. That means the promotion will not be happening next week on June 21st. Aww. There were uh, three times and four times the normal Domino's volume on Tuesdays because of T-Mobile. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because it was every single line was getting a free pizza. Wow. There were some stores where people had to get turned away because Domino's was limiting to uh, 100 free pizzas per store. That's not enough. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So, yeah, Domino said, <clears throat> you know, we can't handle it anymore. Nope, we're doubt. Sorry, this sounded like a great idea, but no. Yeah. They had to make a shit ton of money off of that because it's free, but that's probably because T-Mobile was buying all the pizzas. Maybe. I think they just wish it hadn't been all on that one day. Maybe. But yeah, no, that is, uh, yeah, the, so Domino's is pulling out of T-Mobile Tuesdays. Okay. Instead, we get another $15 Lyft credit. What is, oh, Lyft like the taxi company? Yes, because that's helpful because that's something that you are going to use yes i don't even know how far you could get for 15 dollars in lift credit but we have cars yeah i'm getting an electric wheel for my bike an electric wheel for your bike yep for my bicycle my front wheel will be electric well then you had brought up having cars and so i'm bringing I, up the fact that i will so you won't have to pedal so you can pedal this is the the nice thing about doing it in the front wheel you can still pedal, and you can use the electric with a little throttle like you have on a motorcycle. So, like, you, if, if I'm biking, and you have not seen this, so you don't know, this area is, is not exactly flat. Oh, welcome to the north side of Kalamazoo. Yeah, well, welcome to where the glaciers were. Yeah. Right? There's, there's a, a path near here, a hiking trail called the Ice Age Trail, because it is where the glaciers stopped. I'm right at the edge of where the glaciers were, where the glacial wall was. So it's a little hilly. So the nice thing about this this electric front wheel is as you're biking, uh, you can you can use the boost from the electric to help you with things like hills. It also has a top speed of 20 miles an hour just on the electric. Well, I hope you don't get in an accident. I hope so, too. <laughs> but yeah, it's a neat little thing. All right. Um, was there anything else? Uh, let's look down the list. Rolls Royce unveiled a driverless car. Which, no surprise, because everybody who owns a Rolls Royce is probably going to be, you know, in the back with a silk throne. Is that what and, they're calling the seat? Yeah, handcrafted. Well, yeah, it's going to be made of silk, and they're actually calling it the throne. Mm -hmm. uh, interior made of only the most precious and contemporary elegance. Uh, the feet will be cushioned by the finest one-off deep pile ivory wool carpet. You could, don't have to worry about leg room because uh, there will be extra space afforded to you by the removal of the chauffeur. Holy shit. I'm reading ahead at this article about Amazon and Amazon's robots. Yes. $22 million per factory. Yes, to install those robots, but they're No, saying, that's what they're saving. Oh, they're saving $22 million per factory? Yeah, the operating costs have been sliced by 20%, $22 million per warehouse. Dang. Jeez. Granted, the next paragraph says that it takes 15 to $20 million to install the robots in each warehouse. Okay, so you're still saving 7 to $2 million per warehouse, and it doesn't even say if that's, like, per year. True. Click to ship is 15 minutes. That's nuts. If you purchase something on Amazon, 15 minutes later, it is moved over to the shipping area. In the warehouses that have the robots. Now, yeah. mind you, it's not all 110 warehouses yet. Yet. 
but I have a feeling it's probably going to be soon. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like Amazon had a good investment buying Kiva. Little bit. That's wow. Mm-hmm. And yet Amazon is still hiring. I love that last little bit. Uh, the no, the people who announced the, the information here also said that Amazon should switch to self-driving trucks because labor makes up almost 80% of the $4,500 it takes to transport a full trailer of products from the West Coast to the East Coast in the U.S. Yep. It's not like, you know, we didn't talk about self-driving semis. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a map that said, the, like, the most common job in most of the states was truck driver? Probably. Uh, fun fact, the rumor is the Steam summer sale is going to start on the 23rd. 23rd. That is not a rumor, sir. That is not a rumor? It is not a rumor. Did you not see PayPal's letter? No. PayPal, oh geez, PayPal dropped the bomb. So PayPal said a, uh, sent out a letter saying, hey, the Steam sale is coming up. You should be prepared for it. And they gave the dates and times of the sale. The Steam sale will begin at 9.45 a.m. Pacific on June 23rd and run until 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific on July 4th. Well, get your witch, wish list In order. Up. Yep. One of the guys from Lansing that I work with is in Ann Arbor's Zingerman's as we speak. Did he just tweet? Yes. His wife is having the Reuben and soda, and he's having the BLT with a half vanilla and half chocolate malt. Oh. Isn't that just like a chocolate malt, but light? I guess so. Like, why would you do uh, whatever? But now, thank you, Andy. I'm now salivating. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Sorry. My apologies. Should we uh, go to the wrapping it up? Yes. All right. Random review, Dave. This is your week because... I've missed the last month. Yes. <laughs> uh, the random review. I would like to review the Pathfinder Adventures card game app. So this is an app of a card game of a role-playing game. Yeah. So you take the role-playing game. Yes. And about two-ish years ago, they made a card game based on the role-playing game. We played this at Brian's house, right? Uh, you may have. I didn't. Ah, okay. I think I played this at Brian's house. But yeah, it's it's the idea of, oh, maybe I did play it once. Yeah, because I thought, I thought Laura I was think there. I did. Maybe I played it. The, the idea is that you, you have a character who is one of the iconic characters from Pathfinder, and you are walking through this scenario, through this story. And it's actually the story of their adventure paths, the published uh, uh, little modules that they do. And so you, you start at the beginning and you have to work your way through all six books of the scenario. Uh, and as you go through these challenges and you do these missions, you get stronger and better and have more cards and have better cards, and you just carry this same character through the whole thing. It's like role-playing light, because it reduces everything down to just pure numbers. There isn't any actual role-play involved. Because it's all cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well designed. I'm a huge fan of it. We have a weekly game where we've been playing it for uh, probably close to a year now to get through this one adventure path. And that's just, we only meet every, like, three weeks. So wait, you have to you have to meet with other people to play this? Well, it, it is for two to six players. So if you want to do it as just two players, you can do I mean, technically you could do it as one, but it's more fun with more than one person. So they took that card game, mm -hmm. and they turned it into an app that is also the card game. It is the exact same, in fact. It is all the rules, it is all the cards, they've all been modified, they've all been brought in. 
and and programmed into the game. And so you can now play the game, the adventure path card game on your phone. Or well, this one says, yeah, it says tablet only. Yeah, it says tablet only, but I have it on my LG G3. Yeah, and mine says this app is compatible with my G, uh, Nexus, no, yeah, Galaxy. G5. Do you, have a, do you have an LG G5? No, the Samsung Galaxy. Galaxy sorry. 5. S5, sorry. Yes. Yeah. LG is G, Samsung's are S's. Yep. But it's the Galaxy, yeah, so it's, there's yes. a G in there somewhere. So confusing. Yeah, but it is it, it is very fun. It is playing the card game on your phone, and the nice thing is you, you can play it by yourself. You don't have to. You can actually, they have a pass-and-play mode. So you can pass, you, you just sit around, like, pass the phone back and forth, or more accurately, what you're supposed to be doing is passing a tablet back and forth. The best part is it's free. Well, that's nice. It is absolutely free. How is the uh, in-app purchases, though? Well, so that's the thing, is it's free, but if you want to play, like, the adventure paths, you have to purchase them. You can purchase them for money, or you can purchase them for gold that you earn in-game. So if you play a lot, everything is unlockable. You can get all the characters, you can get all the adventure paths. If you want to just drop 20 bucks, you can get the adventure paths right there. Gotcha. Which is still cheaper than playing the actual card game. Hmm. So it's really cool. It's really nice. It's very well designed, very well programmed. I've been enjoying playing it. The one downside is, of course, as with any complex game, battery. (laughs) It chews through your battery. But if you're playing it on a tablet, that shouldn't be so bad. No, yeah, the battery on the tablet lasts a whole lot longer than the battery on the phone. Right. That's what I got. All right. Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. Highly recommend it. Pathfinder Adventure Card Game app. App. Well, the card game, too, I also recommend. Okay. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. How has the Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance influenced you? Well, Andy, how has it influenced you? Well, let's see. Hans gave it to me for graduation from high school. Yeah. I read it while I was on break working at... Pfizer. So I've read I've read the whole book and I'm trying to remember anything about it. Do you not remember the book at all? Well, no, I remember the book cuz the book the book is pretty straightforward. The guy is taking his him and his son on a motorcycle trip out west. He's joined with some of their friends for a time and then he goes and compares the tr- talks about during the trip uh, he talks about some uh, philosophical things about Buddhism. Um, and then he also talks about his own previous life, which uh, at one point ended with him getting electroshock therapy. And the, the story kind of just, you know, talks about his motorcycle ride, talks about philosophy, talks about his past, and they all kind of just blend together near the end. I, it was one of those books where it got just more and more warty as it went on okay so it was it was it got deeper and deeper into the topics but it kind of got too deep for its own good where it just, it just slogged as the farther and farther into it so i'm trying to remember like anything about it outside the the basic story like the you know the the um philosophic undertones yes and i i, I can't okay so now, probably has not influenced you a whole lot no, I, I can remember one thing about uh, one of the guys trying to fix a BMW motorcycle using a couple of uh, slices from a beer can as a shim. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Okay. I never read it. <laughs> Ooh. Aaron, Aaron bought it for me as well. He gave me a copy, and I never actually read it. I never got around to it. It was sitting on my shelf, 
And I, I, I will admit, Aaron, I appreciate the gift. Thank you very much for it. I have re-gifted it. I have a friend. <gasps> I know. Is that, is that a faux pas? You're literally announcing that you've re-gifted a gift? Yes. Because I have a friend who saw it on the shelf and she said, Oh, I love that book. It was so good. I, I enjoyed reading it so much. And I was looking at it on the shelf recognizing I will never read this. It is on my shelf. It has been on my shelf since I graduated. The likelihood of me actually reading this is infinitesimal. And so I said, if you would like it, you can have it. So, Aaron, thank you for the copy of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Uh, I, I'm still friends with this person. If I ever want the book back, I'm sure she would not have any problem letting me read through it. But I, I just don't see that happening. Do we still have two copies of it or no? Oh, yeah. We, we had two copies of it because Kate also had a copy. And, you know, yeah. now that we're living together. And married. And married, yes. We are also married. Yeah. Um, we didn't need the second copy, so I think we gave it away to somebody. Otherwise, I was going to give you our second copy. <laughs> so that it can sit on my shelf again. Well, you know, you can read a book. I do read books, Andy. <laughs> I'm I actually know. reading through Discworld right now. You're not reading the book club book? What's the book club book this month? Uh, War of the Oaks. Uh, no, I have not been reading the book club book. Your copy hasn't come in yet from the library? Oh. That's Maybe nice. I should read the book club book. But I'm having so much fun on Discworld. Why did no one tell me that Discworld is Hitchhiker's Guide set in a fantasy setting? I don't know. Because Discworld is Hitchhiker's Guide set in fantasy instead of sci-fi. Well, that could be interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. It's really good and really funny. Well, let's see. I've got an ebook I have to finish reading. Actually, I think I've got two or three ebooks that I haven't even started. Andy, did you like Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. Then you would like Discworld. The last book of Timoraire just came out, and I've got it on oh, hold. Oh, shit. It did? Yeah. I literally have it sitting at the public library with my name on it waiting for me to pick it up oh my god it's finally out yeah the last book is finally out so i can hopefully read it and put the whole series to bed finally this is blood of tyrants yes i do believe no blood of tyrants is getting left on japan so uh, I don't know. let me look up at the the it's literally let me look at the portage library library notice league of dragons yes league of dragons number nine i have to pick it up by the 24th I have to go buy this book and finish it so that I can be done with the damn series. <laughs> oh, so yeah, book club book, ebook. This book is on hold at the library. Uh, Kevin Hearn, the guy who did Iron Druid, did a Star Wars book. This world. I got too many books. It's man. so short. It's so short, Andy. Too many books, man. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not even going to look at Kate's Kindle because I feel like the book numbers in there are in like the 300s or higher, but now she's laughing at me when I said 300 and I feel like she's laughing at me because 300 is a lowball low, number. Yeah, you, you probably lowballed that quite a bit. I think Laura has read something like 15 books in the last couple months. And by the last couple months, I mean like the last two months. Mm. All right. So oh, yeah. no, that's, how has uh, it affected me? It, it brought joy and happiness to a friend of mine. <laughs> I, it, it got me through a lot of breaks while working on the manufacturing line. Okay. So, how has it influenced me? I, I can't I can't tell you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.